It's easy to let our busy lives get in the way of our spiritual fullness. Today, find out how two simple prayers can change your life every day in only 21 seconds. Right now on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Burnus. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to discover the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. I'm Jonathan Burnus. You might not realize this, but you're only 21 seconds away from a completely different life. Today's guest says that in the time that it takes to recite the most famous prayer in the Bible, you can be totally transformed. Please welcome the author of 21 Seconds to Change Your World, Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland, welcome back. I just want to start by saying this has been a tremendous week for me personally because I had taken for granted the Lord's Prayer and talking with you has really revitalized mm. my appreciation and commitment to pray this prayer not just as a, as a rote prayer, uh, as, as a as responsive reading, but to get back in and pray it with faith. Wonderful. Now, uh, why, why, why is it that this, the prayer has seemed to diminish to this, this uh, confession that we, that we don't connect to our mind anymore? Well, I've it just got a, seems that way. I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's because of what happened to it in church is a large part of it. It just became, it kind of blended in with the woodwork of liturgy. It just became another thing that we said or did. I've got a good friend who's a Jesuit priest. And he said in the Catholic community particularly, it became associated with punishment through the confessional. Oh. So he said, you go to the confession and say, you know, Father, forgive me for I've sinned. And you tell him what you did. And he says, okay, say five Hail Marys and five Our Fathers. So you repeat the Lord's Prayer. But what about evangelical Christians? Do you think we just, we've, we've, lost that, we've lost that prayer to some degree? Well, I think to a certain Stop extent, praying it. it happened. To, I grew up in the Methodist Church, and I think uh, to a certain extent, it became part of just sort of the fabric. We took it for granted, as you said. Then along came the charismatic renewal movement, of which I'm a child and the Pentecostal world, and it felt traditional. It felt liturgical. So we laid it aside. We're not going to use it anymore. And they wanted more expansive, liberated prayer. I'm very in favor of free prayer. This is not a substitute. This is, this is a seed prayer. This is to get it started. Yeah, exactly. That, I, I think we have, to, we, have to, we have to allow God to pull away the veil mm. over that prayer. There's a veil that yes. comes with familiarity. I, I, want, I want you to talk about how this changed your life. The Lord's Prayer changed your life. We've talked about it before, but I really, many people have, haven't watched the previous days. You were in a dark place, and this prayer became your lifeline. Yes, I struggled on and off through junior high school, from junior high school onward at various times. Not, not frequently, but at various times. Just seasons of feeling that the ground was going out from under me, of darkness, and what I called depression. And uh, then uh, when I was at uh, Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida, at a time of tremendous success, um, uh, one of the fastest growing regionally accredited Christian universities in the United States, I really fell into a dark place. It, it really became terrible. And I thought I wasn't, wasn't going to pull out of it. And the Lord led me back to the Lord's Prayer. And then Psalm 23 and I began, Jonathan, just saying them, praying them over and over again, driving in my car when I would go for a walk. Think if you walk a mile, how many times you can pray the Lord's Prayer 
21 seconds each time, back to back, or substituting or uh, combining it with the, with the 23rd you Psalm. You actually heard the Lord speak to you in the midst of your darkness, right? What did He say to you? Yes, and I mean not a <coughs> not an audible voice, but the inner voice. I I felt really that uh, a voice of dark accusation. You know, Satan is called the accuser of the brethren, but he doesn't just accuse us to God. He accuses us to us. Yes. And he said, you don't have a prayer. I heard it in the dark of the night. What a lie. Oh, it was a horrible lie, but it nearly buckled me because he knew exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking, maybe I don't have a prayer. Maybe I'm not going to get out of this, this time. And I, when that happened, then the Lord said in my heart, I heard his voice say, you do have a prayer. I gave you a prayer. Why won't you use it? And I never had to ask what prayer. Immediately, the Lord's Prayer came to mind. I started praying it, saying it over and over again, every morning, every night. Now, a lot of times, I've, it's become so much a part of my life. A lot of times, I know I'm praying it in my sleep because I'm in the middle of it when I wake up. Mm. And, and, and it, it, this wasn't an instantaneous thing. You, oh. you had to really pray your way, confess your way it, out of darkness. It was a battle. It. it was a battle, but it was a battle where I felt I had something, I needed something to do. This is an opportunity for you to reconnect with God. A really simple, this is a bite-size uh, uh, truth that we can, we can just bite into and, and change, our, change our reality. The brilliant economy of language in the, 23rd, in, the, uh, in the Lord's Prayer, in the 21 second prayer of the Lord's Prayer. Think if we had scholars from all over the world for 10 years who worked together to come up with the perfect prayer. If we set them a goal, come up with a prayer to touch every need, inner and circumstantial in human life in 21 seconds. They could never do it. And Jesus taught it. It's the perfect prayer, the perfect words. Now, you connect this with Psalm 23. You say that those were really the, 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 two, the, two, the two prayers that you were able to pull yes. yourself out with, the two ropes. Yes. I, I, I began to get in touch more with the prayers, with the Lord's Prayer and the 23rd Psalm. I even began to feel in touch with the two authors. I began to identify with David as I never had. I began to identify and find the... If it's the Lord's Prayer, I wanted the Lord of the Prayer. I began to find a closer touch with Jesus and a closer touch with, Jesus, with David. You know, it's a remarkable thing. David wrote the 23rd Psalm a thousand years before Jesus was born. And it really has, a, it resonates with Christian pietism in a tremendous way. It's very personal. A thousand years later, Jesus gives us what we call the Lord's Prayer, or the Our Father, and it's actually almost the quintessential Jewish prayer. It's plural in nature. They're both Jewish prayers. They're both Jewish Two, two Jewish men. A Jewish king and a Jewish rabbi right. a thousand years apart wrote the two prayers that come together in, in a brilliant way. And you were pointing out it's, it starts with the acknowledgement of who God is, that God is. God is. And then finishes with, with, with eternity. The eternity. You talk about these prayers bringing healing yes. as well. They actually can bring healing in every dimension. Yes. In fact... David tells us uh, straight out what is the essence of the 23rd Psalm. He says, he restores my soul. David is a man who knew something about soul restoration, of bouncing back, not just from a dark place, but from a place of absolute personal ruination to come back. He restores my soul. But it's in the present tense operative. It is to say it's something God is doing in me 
all the time. Then Jesus tells us, he, he editorializes on the Lord's Prayer after he teaches it. And he says, for if you will forgive, you can be forgiven. So the connection between soul restoration, soul, our inner psyche, the self of us, the, the healing, the restoration of that is tied perfectly to forgiveness. You have tied into something so powerfully here. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about. Uh, we're going to have to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk more with Dr. Rutland about protection from spiritual forces. Some of you are under attack, and God is greater, and this prayer will help you to come into that reality. And uh, then later, I'm going to answer some of the questions that you, our viewers, have been asking. Questions about the Bible, about Israel, Jewish customs and traditions, and end-time events. It's a new segment that we call Ask the Rabbi, just ahead. Dr. Mark Rutland was the president of a major Christian college. By all appearances, he was a success. But unknown to others, he was in crisis. His marriage was failing. He couldn't pray. He was dead inside. Desperate and alone, he did the only thing he knew to do. He began to pray the Lord's Prayer. Over and over again, day after day, he prayed a 21-second prayer that over time revitalized his spiritual life and healed his marriage. 21 Seconds to Change Your World is a remarkable book written by Dr. Mark Rutland, the former president of Oral Roberts University and a foremost authority on Christian leadership in church. Are you struggling with your faith? Is your prayer life inconsistent and faltering? Do you feel like God was once near and now distant? The Lord's Prayer is a powerful, life-transforming revelation that releases faith, abundance, and healing when you get it into your spirit. Through a simple daily process of applying the Lord's Prayer, you will grow in your faith, release a new anointing for prayer in your life, draw near to God, and feel His wonderful presence again. 21 Seconds to Change Your World is filled with revelation about the deep truths found in the prayer given to us by Jesus Himself. It teaches you a life-saving strategy that will help you make the Lord's Prayer part of your everyday routine. This book will take your prayer life to a new level and release blessing, healing, and abundance in your life. The supernatural power of the Lord's Prayer is just as life-transforming today as it was 2,000 years ago when Yeshua, Jesus, first taught His disciples how to pray. As our gift to you for helping us in our mission to provide life-saving medical care and medicines to Jewish people and their neighbors in need, we want to send you this valuable resource. For your gift of any amount, we will send you Dr. Rutland's 21 Seconds to Change Your World. If you open your heart and can give a gift of $79 or more, we want to sew into your life Dr. Rutland's book and this decorative gold-embossed authentic parchment. Etched on the parchment, the material used to create authentic Torah scrolls is the Lord's Prayer in three languages, English, Hebrew, and transliteration from the Hebrew text. This stunning copy of the Lord's Prayer can hang on your wall. Your support will enable Jewish Voice to provide life-saving humanitarian care to Jewish people and their neighbors in desperate need. We've begun the work, but with your help, we can do so much more. There's no time to waste. People are dying, and they need your help. 
$79 can provide water purifiers for four thirsty children who will now, for the first time, be able to drink water free of bacteria and parasites. Remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. This is your opportunity to receive that blessing. Please call the number on your screen or write to us with your gift of support to Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. Welcome back. I'm talking with Dr. Mark Rutland, uh, who's written a new book, 21 Seconds to Change Your World. In literally 21 seconds, that's how long it takes to recite this prayer, your world can change. And you said this is the most important book that you've ever written. Yes, you've it's written many. It's my 15th title, and I hope to write future books. I hope it's not my last one. But if it is, if this turned out to be the last book I ever wrote, then I'm satisfied. It's, uh, I waited 10 years to write this book. Every time I started to write, I felt a check. Not yet. Not yet. I waited more than 10 years. Then I spoke on this at uh, Free Chapel with Jensen Franklin in Gainesville, Georgia. And afterward, Jensen called me aside, and he said, Dr. Rutland, please write a book about this. And the Lord said, now go. So I waited more than 10 years. I wanted to write a journey and not an idea. And, and those are the most powerful. And I, what, what impresses me about the book is it's so powerful. It's, it's, it's not a long read, but it's an experience. It, it's, it's something that you've lived through. And you can, you can give testimony, this works. This changed my life. It changed my life. It's changed the lives of many. I've used it as counseling all the time. And I kept wanted to keep it brief and readable because I wanted men to read it. Jonathan, one of the problems you know as well as I do, one of the problems is getting men to read. And I wanted men to read it. And men are read. This is the first book I've ever written where at events, people don't buy one or two. They buy 10, 12, 15, 20 of these and, and carry them to send to men, soldiers, friends, relatives. And, and it's, it's been, we it's need, taken off need, like a shot. We need praying men. Yes. We need praying men, not, this in the, not just in this country, but we need praying men that, that are plugged into the Lord and can make a difference. Prayer will make a difference. So ladies, get a copy for your husband, for your uh, kids. Really, we, we, wanna, we wanna sow this out to you. We'll tell you Praise how in a little while. But Dr. Rutland, uh, one of the things you talk about with the Lord's Prayer in Psalm 23, is there's a protection against the attack of the enemy, which is very important because many that are watching are experiencing a, a, a terrible battle right now. Yeah, I teach uh, management and leadership in addition to this, and uh, whenever you talk about accounting, one of the things they always ask you is, what, are, what assumptions are this based on? I'm assuming this interest rate will happen. I'm assuming this. So there are certain assumptions that underlie both the Lord's Prayer and the 23rd Psalm. And one of those is, one of those assumptions feels like a negative assumption. And that is that there is evil and there are enemies. David says that he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. He doesn't say if there are enemies. So there are enemies. There are enemies of our soul. And there is evil deliver us from evil. Jesus wouldn't say deliver us from evil if there isn't evil. So the assumptions of God's reality, God's eternity, God's providence is up against the reality that there is an enemy of my soul 
their enemies in life. There are people, this is a hard thing for naive and idealistic young people to understand. There are people that hate you. There are people that hate what you believe in, what you stand for. It's certainly, what is, what is anti-Semitism? What is that? It's some kind of a spiritual reality of hatred. David knew that. Jesus knew that. And both of them deal with the reality of God's protection and presence. I pray deliver us from evil over my country, over my kids, over my grandchildren, over my ministry and over my life. Deliver us from evil. The reality that we are just, we, we're, we become dull to if we're not spiritually awake mm. is that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, yes. but principalities and powers. It's a, it's, a very, it's a very dark spiritual reality, but we have, we have victory. We do indeed. So people that are watching that are going through financial challenges, uh, that may be fighting a terminal, terminal illness, uh, separation of, of a loved one, they're facing a a, possibly a divorce, or in the midst of a divorce right now, how will this prayer in Psalm 23 help them get through this? All right, that's a very good point. How does it help you get through it? It doesn't mean that everything changes. I'm not saying use the Lord's Prayer as a magic charm. I'm saying that in the midst of everything we're going through, the Lord's Prayer and, the, and Psalm 23 allow us to reconnect with God, the author of the prayers, in such a way that we are able to go through. David says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we, we do have to walk through those things. But He is with us in it. He comforts us. He protects us. His presence is the promise of both of these. I just feel, I felt led for you to, to, to have you do this now for quite a while. 21 seconds. I want you to pray the Lord's Prayer right now. Good. And I just want you to receive this at home in the audience. I believe you're going to pray it with a real anointing. And I want you to get this into your spirit right now. And I hope everyone will pray it with us. Pray it right where they are. Pray it right out loud. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. 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 Receive that. And be, <laughs> I want that to ignite something in you to pray that and pray that 21 seconds and it can change your life. Hey, um, I want you to, we're, we're Jewish voice. We're helping people to discover the Jewish roots of their faith. These are Jewish prayers. You, yes. you talked about that in an earlier program and you have a story of a Jewish professor. Share that testimony yeah, with us. Yeah, when I was, Jonathan, when I was in undergraduate school, I did my bachelor's degree at the University of Maryland right at the end of the Civil War. And uh, uh, my, uh, my literature, world literature professor was a young, handsome, very engaging uh, Jewish professor and who was a secular and he was a very, um, very aggressive atheist. You know, he denied everything and he pounded on it and he made it miserable for everybody that believed in God the whole time. One day, one girl asked him, we were in the poetry section of the semester, and she said, what do you think is the greatest poem ever written? And he said, oh, I know what it is. It's the 23rd Psalm. Well, we were, we were pretty taken back. Here's this secular atheist saying 23rd Psalm. And so, you know, girls are bolder than boys. And she said, well, I don't understand that. You've been telling us you're an atheist. And here's what he said to us. He said, 
he said, a year ago, our 18-month-old daughter died of SIDS. Woke up one morning, our beautiful little daughter is dead in the bed, in the crib. He said, my wife is a practicing Catholic. He said, I'm a secular Jew. She wanted to have a priest at the graveside service. And he said, we nearly got a divorce over it. He said, I didn't want that old priest to come and say mumbo jumbo over my dead baby. But he said, I finally yielded, brought him. He said, as they lowered that little coffin into the grave, that priest recited the 23rd Psalm. And he said, for just a moment, I knew there was a God in Israel. He said, if, if even for a second, a single poem can make a secular atheist know again the God of his childhood, that's the greatest poem ever written. Powerful. We have so much more to cover, but this, I want to thank you for being on the program oh, this week. It, it has sparked so much in me, and I hope it sparks something in you. These are prayers that I think need to, to be reactivated in your life, and really, 21 seconds will change your life. We want to sew Dr. Rutland's book, 21 Seconds to Change Your World, into your life. In just a second, we'll tell you how you can get it. Up next, I answer questions from our viewers on our Ask the Rabbi segment. Stay tuned. That was terrific. Jewish communities, like the one you just saw, are in desperate need. Your gift of support will save lives by providing urgently needed medical care and medicines to some of the most impoverished people on earth. Most importantly, they will hear the transforming message of God's love through Jesus the Messiah. We've begun the work, but so much more needs to be done. Please help us while there is still time. Your gift today will save the lives of children who may otherwise die from disease. Remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. This is your opportunity to be that blessing. Help us share God's love with those who have never heard. You can make a difference. The need is urgent. Anything you can do will save lives. So please pick up the phone and call or log on to our website. As our thank you, we want to sow 21 seconds to change your world into your life for a gift of any amount. This remarkable book was written by Dr. Mark Rutland, the former president of Oral Roberts University and a foremost authority on Christian leadership in church. 21 Seconds to Change Your World is filled with revelation about the deep truths found in the prayer given to us by Jesus Himself. It teaches you a time-saving strategy that will help you make the Lord's Prayer part of your everyday routine. This book will take your prayer life to a new level and release blessing, healing, and abundance in your life. If you open your heart and can give a gift of $79 or more, we want to sow into your life Dr. Rutland's book and this decorative gold-embossed authentic parchment. Etched on the parchment, the same material used to create authentic Torah scrolls is the Lord's Prayer in three languages, English, Hebrew, and transliteration from Hebrew text. This stunning copy of the Lord's Prayer can hang on your wall. Help us save and transform lives. Please call the number on your screen or write to us with your gift of support to Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona 85001. We get hundreds of questions from our viewers every week on many topics related to the Bible, faith, 
Israel, Jewish customs and traditions, and last day's prophecy. So let's take a few minutes to answer some of these questions. First of all, Margaret asks, can you explain how believers were baptized in the early church and in whose name they were baptized? Well, that's a great question, uh, Margaret, and I, d I don't know for sure. I I I'll tell you, I've read a lot, and most of the, uh, the scholarship believes that baptism or immersion, mikvah, was done by the individual. So today we have people, uh, ministers, that uh, will either sprinkle with water or fully immerse people in water and bring them up. It was probably done by an officiant from, the, um, from land and the person immersed themselves in water. I believe it was a full immersion. Uh, it was, of course, before the time of Jesus, uh, mikvah existed, the, the immersion existed as part of cl the cleansing ritual to prepare oneself to worship the Lord. We have lots of archaeological evidence for this. And then John, of course, baptized. Uh, and then later, the, the, uh, pro the uh, ritual of baptism, the rite of baptism, was in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus, uh, through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and so many Messianic Jewish congregations today will uh, let people immerse themselves. And so I'm not sure, but I think that was likely uh, the form of baptism in the first century. The next question comes from Donna, who wants to know, what is the counting of the Omer? What significance does it have today for non-Jewish people? Great question, Donna. Thank you. The Omer is the four, seven weeks of seven, the, the seven period of seven, 49 days, the 50th being uh, Shavuot in Hebrew, or Pentecost, and it was really a harvest celebration. So you have Passover, which of course is the exodus out of Egypt, and then a counting of 50 days, and then you had the first harvest, which was a wheat, the wheat harvest, and uh, that harvest feast was fulfilled with the, the first believers coming to faith. So Pentecost, the birthday of the church is really Shavuot, the outpouring of God's Spirit on His people. But it was a it was a 50-day um, countdown to the first uh, harvest of wheat. Last question that, that uh, I'll take comes from Frank, who's curious: Who are the two witnesses uh, in reference to the Book of Revelation? Well, I don't have the answer to that one. I can only tell you that uh, many speculate Moses and Elijah. One, because the body of Moses was never found, and Elijah, of course, was taken to heaven. And they're the two that appear with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it's what you'll find in most uh, end-time literature. Well, we love hearing from you. You can write to us uh, by going to our website, jewishvoice.tv, or you can go on to our uh, Facebook page. Who knows, maybe your question will be read on one of our upcoming programs. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Before I leave you, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 tells us, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, they shall prosper that love thee. So if you want to prosper, pray for Israel. Until next time, I'm Jonathan Bernis saying shalom, and God bless you.
Jewish Voice has demonstrated God's love by providing medical care, eye care, and dental care, all free of charge, to some of the most impoverished people in the world. Your faithful support makes all of this possible. So please partner with us. Your generous gift helps transform lives by sharing God's love with those who desperately need it. Just call, click, or write. Thank you, and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee.